0: Yeah, 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 all right. Come on,
1: Captain, I do this. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. And he's just
2: looking up a funny video. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what. It, whatever it is, it's not right on the teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but. now I can't read it there's no there's no words on it okay Okay. sure there's no words there to play us out what does that mean to play us out it's sting is going to do it's a video sting video Uh, what is for credits I don't know what that means to play us out what does that mean Uh, to end the show yeah yeah alright go go in five four three that's tomorrow, and that is it. Again. Okay. Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Yeah. Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away.
3: Hey, guys. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Do it live. Ugh. Oh, thank God a real audience was in here. They'd probably be scared of me. Anyways, uh, huh. how are we doing, guys? Happy Friday, everybody. Love to take control of this ship. Uh... <laughs> Not only that, I also like calling in off for work, so I am very glad to be here. Um, uh, Okay, uh, my name is Jared. I'm from San Diego. But you guys, you gentlemen, you? San Jose? Jose? Okay, not from there. Okay, well, if you guys didn't know what San Diego is like, it's hot as balls down there. I'm actually white. just been barbecued Filipino. Um, I just bought a PS5. Um... I like to play Spider-Man a lot. Spider-Man on the PS5 is the greatest fucking thing ever, man. It's like you're actually at... It, you actually are Spider-Man. It makes me really nostalgic from my childhood. You can do a lot of web slinging. The fighting is, is really smooth. And there's even a scene where an eight-year-old wa- walks in on Spider-Man fucking his mom. Just as I remember him f- when I was eight years old. Uh... <laughs> I four times today. Jesus Christ, dude. Like, is that even bad? Just got, is that, question, is that bad? That's bad? Okay. I don't have a punchline for that. I think that was just a random doodle. Um, okay. I was a very angry kid as an eight-year-old. Maybe because I walked in on Spider-Man fucking my mom. Um, I once knocked over the Christmas tree because I didn't get a toy for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it took a lot of self-improvement on my end and a lot of classes that my mom had to pay for, and I finally changed from the person I was when I was 19. Um, let's see, okay. I only did, like, three stand-up sets this week, so I'm just going to take my time. Uh did I hear a groan? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh damn. Uh. Whew. Uh. Riff. I will not relinquish my time. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> that's the hardest part I didn't build up that muscle yet
4: Build
3: it now build it yeah. yeah Yeah All right. You know what r- ran out Yell out a topic I'll talk about it Shark week, shark week. Um. Oh yeah That's right I'm wearing a shark shirt That's right You guys like this shirt? Yeah What if I told you It was made by SeaWorld? Not so cool now Right? Really? Yeah it is. This is a SeaWorld shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> that was it. Um how about a Jay's outfit? Let's riff on that. <laughs> Let's riff on your outfit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna lay into you like that. Uh <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna relinquish my time. I think that was five minutes. Hey, what's up, guys? We're having live comedy. If you guys wanna watch, yeah. Yeah. Hey, come in, guys. Yeah. Hey, an audience is an audience. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Let's give it. Let's keep it going for our first person of the night. The one and only. The lovely. The tall. The white. Lane Langlands. Never yeah.
5: Put your lights out. Get this got you feeling with your pipes out. Thank you.
6: I'm sure, you get to the music off,
5: buddy.
6: What's up, everybody? My friends made it. Thank you guys for coming. Um, good to see you. You guys come from the skate park? Okay, cool. That was like the, that's how I know I'm, I'm getting a little older and I just ask kids if they came from the skate park. Uh, pause the music, because they'll hear it. Okay, let's do some jokes, shall we? Uh, I guess this isn't this is very appropriate for you guys. You guys drink alcohol ever? Just a little bit? Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> I only like to drink, I only like to drink during the holidays. I like drinking during the holidays because it takes away all the guilt of drinking during the week, you know? Like, it, like it, I don't know, there's something about blacking out on a Wednesday is okay if you're dressed up like a vampire and it's Halloween. I don't know why, but that makes it okay. So I like drinking, and I'm an equal opportunistic drinker for, ho- for holidays, I drink for every single holiday. I do tequila shots for Arbor Day. I don't even know what an Arbor is, but I'm drinking for it, okay? When Juneteenth rolls around, I'm doing keg stands, all right? Every holiday, I drink for it, okay? Every single one. It's a, very, it's a very American thing, though, huh? To drink for holidays. Every single holiday, we drink for... I guess it makes sense, though, because if you like light fireworks and celebrate America sober, you have issues. You have to deal with something. <laughs> so it makes sense. A lot of holidays we celebrate, they're only for the purpose of drinking. The Irish people came here... And they were like, we've got this holiday that celebrates our heritage. And we're like, hold it right there, buddy. We want to get fucked up. Um, change the origin. Keep your heritage and your potatoes in Ireland. We get fucked up here in America, okay? Pick an alcohol, get in line, right? We all know the origin of St. Patrick's Day now, though, right? We all know it. It's common knowledge, right? St. Patrick got blacked down on Jameson, sexually harassed a bunch of snakes, and they left the country. That's how I remember it, at least. I really wish someone was on speakerphone really loudly right outside. I wish that was happening. <laughs> it's okay. You guys don't have to stay if you don't want to. You've, I feel like you are feeling forced to be here. It's, I, I didn't
3: force you guys. Yeah, you guys can leave. Yeah, you...
6: All right. Go hashtag bruh, hashtag fortnight. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. I'm finishing the joke. Cinco de Mayo is another one we drink for Cinco de Mayo. Those poor fucking Mexicans. We've done so much to that poor country. Fuck over all their people. We've taken all their land. We're going to take their holidays too, okay? We don't stop there. we got to drink Corona with a lime. The difference with Cico de Mayo, though, is Americans try to justify drinking for that one because they know it's kind of weird and strange that we celebrate it. You guys ever notice that every white bitch named Sarah is all of a sudden 5% Mexican when that holiday rolls around? She's like, I can drink, okay? My great-grandpa's from Oaxaca, all right? It's like fucking Oaxaca, Vermont. Let's see the 23 in me, Sarah. We don't fucking buy it. Just because you fucked Enrique in your college dorm does not mean you don't have to feel guilty drinking margaritas on Cinco de Mayo, okay? All right, we powered through it. Thank you, guys. What am I at, Jared?
3: Three minutes.
6: Okay. Let's see. Um, California natives... Who's a California? AJ, you're a I know everybody in this room, and they've all seen my jokes. <laughs> you from California? Born and raised? Uh, did, I, I don't know. Did, did you have to do the mission project in fourth grade? Do you remember doing that? You didn't have to do that? Yeah. Wasn't that fucking weird that they had us doing that? They had little nine and ten-year-olds running around building concentration camps. That's what they had. That's what it was. That's what the California missions were. They were enslavement camps for Native Americans, and... They just had nine-year-olds building dioramas of it. It's straight. I had that shit on display in my house for like 10 years. (laughs) My my parents were so proud of it. They're like, look what little Ian did. Isn't this great? He built that house and that cage and that whipping post. He did such a good job. And I'm nine years old, so I'm like proud of it. (laughs) I didn't know what it was. I'd have beef with the other missions. I'd be like, fuck San Rafael, okay? We doubled the amount of Native Americans we converted. Get on our level, all right? The Spaniards get away with it, though. The Spaniards can... We we don't cancel the Spaniards. It's the fucking um, Confederate guys. They get all the shit, the statues. We got streets named after these Spanish dudes that built these missions. But I think it's because their names could just be famous Mexicans so they get away with it. They'll be like, Junipero Serra, I think he played the drums for Santana. I think that's who he is all right well that's been me thank you everybody
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay give it up for Ian Langley
5: yes.
3: I feel so bad I didn't want to like force I didn't I didn't mean to like force those kids to stay here but yeah fair enough I'd leave I'd leave because they saw me too. Okay, up next, uh, Charlie Moore and Denise Lee both aren't here. So up next, we're gonna have the one, the only, the handsome, Aj
7: Demo Daron. I, I feel so cocky because I came up here only when he said handsome.
4: <laughs>
7: yeah, that's me. I'm handsome. Okay. Uh, what's your name, bro? albie nice to meet you man um i'm gonna do some jokes and we'll see if they're good dude that's that's the that's the joke workshop for you yeah uh i'm uh my name's a j uh i love my family uh i love my parents they're cool they're cool they're i they lived in this country longer than they lived in india um they're immigrants right but when they say like when they talk like i don't expect them to say like like cliche immigrant shit because like both my parents, they, they were in an arranged marriage right before they moved to this country, right? So my mom likes to say shit like, I moved here with $200 and a stranger, right? Like, like it's, it's insanity. <laughs> it's crazy shit. Right? And it sounds like dad moved here with a dream and an ungrateful bitch of a wife. That's what that sounds like. It's crazy. insane. Yeah. I like that joke because I call my mom a bitch in the joke, but. She's great, and I have to apologize for the joke every single time I do it. I uh, My dad recently lost his job. Um, he lost a software engineering job, which I just feel like shouldn't happen to Indian people. I feel like you should be protected from that. That's like brown-on-brown brown crime for all I care. Brown-on-brown brown crime is destroying Fremont, and I will not stand for it. I will not stand for this. It, I mean, the thing is, I, I'm familiar with the concept because I used to always like shoplift from Seven Eleven, so I feel like this is like... <laughs> payback or some shit i these are my dues i have to do this um i don't know if this is a california thing but uh i i find fire hilarious like i find fire like like hear me out like i hear like arson is hilarious i'll get into that maybe in another joke I write. but like fire is funny in the sense that like when jesus if jesus comes back i feel really bad for christians because he's gonna fucking love the kkk right he's gonna go to like one of the the rallies and be like yeah, fuck that cross! Burn that shit down! I wish they had done that before they nailed it to me. But I mean, at least you guys got the right message, right? I I I feel like Jesus would have loved to have like an arson follower, right? Like just in the back with all like the timber and shit right before they nailed him to a cross. They're just burning shit. It's like desert. They're never gonna put this like this shit out, right? He would have loved to have a arson follower. Oh, arsonist follower. Okay, that's um I wrote that on the way here. That's uh fun. I. I live with a lot of little Vietnamese people. Um, oh no, sorry. I live I live in Little Vietnam in Oakland, and uh, it's cool. It's, I like it. It's nice. They're not little Vietnamese. Like they're, it's not. They're not little because they're Vietnamese. They're little because they're smaller and they're old. It just happens. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But like, I, my favorite part of it is like the attitude T-shirts that people wear because like everybody's wearing an attitude T-shirt for no reason. But like. Like, they got, like, you know an attitude, like, like no pain, no gain, like, they'll have shit like that, or like, like, rest in glory, or like, the South shall rise again, like, I don't know about that one, but that is kind of an attitude t-shirt. Uh, have you done the Hong Kong? Okay, whatever. Um, it's interesting to me, because, like, most of the people that are wearing the attitude t-shirts have zero attitude on their face, so this is, like, a great way for them to communicate. Hey, that's 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 the thing about us, like, Asians, we are very stoic people, so... I saw an Attitude T-shirt that caught my eye. It said, I don't hate you, but I would unplug your life support to charge my phone. Which is fucking, <laughs> it's a very aggressive T-shirt, very aggressive T-shirt to somebody that has doesn't have pockets or a phone. <laughs> like, it's like crazy. It's like lady, this is wild. Like, I don't know if she even knows what phones are, but okay. Um. I think interracial relationships are interesting they're cool my brother's in one so i guess you know for the culture or whatever uh he's doing a good job hello are you guys uh comics or cool all right um about to do my most racist joke so here we go (laughs) it's not racist it's not that bad it's uh punching down on white people so they love it um so i i like interracial relationships are cool but they also say that thing about like the year 2043 like white people are going to be a minority because of uh because of interracial relationships they say we're all gonna look like some version of tiger woods you guys heard that you guys haven't heard that it's it's it basically everybody's look how ethnically ambiguous i feel like that's not gonna be true because like caucasian people are still getting into interracial relationships so like we're gonna want to look like tiger woods but we're gonna end up looking like racial doles oh that's that's what's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know um i'm a coconut uh, if you guys don't know what that is, that's like when when uh, brown people are really bitter to other brown people, they're like, you're brown on the outside and white on the inside, which is the perfect slur, by the way. It's the perfect slur because if you get offended by somebody calling you a coconut, like a fresh tropical fruit that has many uses, and you get offended by that, that's probably the whitest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> and if you don't get offended by that and you're like, yeah, I'm a coconut, that's also the whitest shit I've ever heard because i don't know just why people love to get called the n-word right that is fantastic They're like i'm finally somebody recognized i'm cool i don't know um i'm gonna leave on let's see Did that? okay i'm gonna leave on this i i'm single um it's tough dating right now because like i don't understand how women reject people anymore like i got rejected by a girl's instagram this like like i was i was like hey I was talking to a girl and I was like, hey, like we've been hitting it off. And I was like, yo, hey, can I you grab your number, maybe I'll see you. She was like, uh no, but uh you can follow me on Instagram, which is a strange thing to do in that situation, if you were wondering. Um, because that's like me being like, No, you can't come into my house for a cup of tea. But would you like cctv footage for the next infinity days? Please don't stroke too hard. Okay. Uh, you guys have been fun. I'm gonna get out of here. Have a nice afternoon, evening, night. Give it up for, give
5: it up for a J.
3: His mom's a bitch and his dad just got fired. (laughs) Uh, all right. Give it up for your next comedian. So one, the only, the lovely, the wordy, Lauren Kraut.
5: Hits the of the wild,
8: creeping and crawling, Yeeky, yes, and Snoop. The wordy? What the fuck?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: or I should say, what the incredible words to use for Nicole Me... No, never mind. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome, new people. Souls, people with souls, not comics. Welcome, new comic. I talked to you on Facebook. Um, oh sure, you're welcome. Um, a couple of new ones. Here's a question: Why are there so many ways to die, but only one way to be born? When you think about it, I mean, you really you're just born. You're coming out of your mother. You can be born vaginally or by cesarean, but it is really just basically only one way when it comes down to it. But there's so many different ways to die. You can and you can die alone, with someone else, with a whole busload of people. And you can die by um, knives, guns, trains, planes, lack of air, earth, water, fire, all of that. Anything could kill you, but still only one thing to to be born, it's only one way to be born. So I was doing some thinking, which I get paid to do, and I came up with this, I figured it out. How does it go? you can o- you can only you're only born once, but you can be reborn any number of times. And being reborn can be anything from like seeing a miraculous sunset to taking a satisfying dump, because it's it's all very very um, revitalizing. All right, we're still working on that one. That's that's very new. Uh, I have a system for making my toast in the morning. And as you can guess, it's very OCD. I take out the bread, the toast, and the peanut butter, and I put them on the counter. The toast goes in the toast or the bread goes in the toaster to become toast. And the, the peanut butter is on the left and the jam is on the right. Uh what comes next? When the toast comes up, you put the peanut butter on the toast first and then the jam on top. If anybody's putting the jam on the bottom and the peanut butter on top, they're just looking for a fat lip. Then you cut the toast in half, and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. All the troubles in this world can be traced back to fuckers like you eating the left side of the toast first. Cut that shit out. I mean it. Breakfast is the most important meal because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first on 9-11, and you know how that shit turned out. So don't do it. Now let's review. What side of the toast do you eat first? Very good, you're paying attention. My work is done here. All right, that was pretty wordy, wasn't it, Darren? (laughs) All right. I'm a pretty anxious person. You might not know it to look at me, but inside my head right now, I'm thinking about ways to run out that door. To run out would be inviting but it brings up a whole slew of other problems that t- to get out of to get away from you I have to get closer to you. So I guess I'll just stay up here and where it's safe. Okay, online dating is weird. All right, that didn't that didn't go over today at all. All right. Can we please stop shooting people? Stop shooting and killing? Stop hating? Can we all just take a moment to realize that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white? if he's Muslim and I'm Jewish, if he's Republican and I'm not an idiot. In fact, it's an advantage because we can each learn from the other person. We learn and we grow, it's that simple. You teach me about fly fishing or some other dumb shit, I'll show you how to be a proper OCD person. Am I going too fast? Do you get what I'm trying to tell you? It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different, say it with me. It does not hurt me if my neighbor is different. We learn and grow from different, and so do you and you and every one of you fuckers. So shut up, sit down, and stop hating. You're making the rest of us look bad. Thank you. All right, uh, what else do I have? I'll leave you with uh, my usual. um, Let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. And reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, thank you. Followed or not, you're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time, this is the last time. You're wasting time, eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut at any point in time, but you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass, minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's the second, what's the first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much. Give it up to Jared.
3: Woo! What the, shit, that
8: Give it up for Miss
3: Crowd, everybody. Coming back from her librarian job to tell us jokes. Okay, okay, okay. You guys are in for a treat. This next comedian does shows all over the Bay Area. Give it up for the lovely Denise Lee.
9: Uh, I I look pretty young for my age. I recently met this guy who told me he just turned 40. So just to fuck with him, I was like, I also just turned 40. And he was like, oh, damn, you age super well. He was like, I would have guessed early 30s. And I was like, bitch, I'm in my 20s. I was like, shit, I shouldn't lie. (laughs) Just get my ego bruised. Uh, I get it, though. I get it. Like, my face itself hasn't changed in the last 10 years, but, like, you can definitely tell I'm getting older because, like, when you look into my eyes, there's no longer, like, a glimmer of hope or optimism anymore. It's, like, no matter how much, like, anti-aging lotion I use, like, it's just I can't revitalize a positive attitude. It just, just can't. Uh, one of my coworkers recently was like, hey you seem stressed. What can I do to make you feel better? And I was like, put me in a coma. (laughs) And she was like, oh, you and your jokes. And I was like, no, really. I was like, shank me with a wireless keyboard. (laughs) And she goes, how about a snack? A snack always makes me feel better. So I ate some cookies she gave me and I just instantly still wanted to die. (laughs) I think to die is a little too intense. All right, well, well, we'll change that. Uh, I like, I like eating snacks though. I went to a baseball game a couple days ago. Uh, There was this guy in my row and uh, he caught me staring at him and he thought I was checking him out. I was not checking him out. I was checking out his snacks. That's what I was doing. He was eating like garlic fries and pizza. And I went up to him and I was like, Hey, where'd you get those snacks? And he was like, I have a girlfriend and put his arm around the girl next to him. And I was like, that was not my question. And I was like, also that was not the snack I was referring to. I was like, she is just like a Costco sample at best. You know? Uh, I, I started talking to a single friend who was, who was, uh, sitting next to him and he was like this fratty looking dude with like salmon colored shorts which I think tells you just everything you need to know about his personality he kept saying super confusing things like uh that's what's up and I was like what what is up I don't know uh, I was formulating my exit strategy out of the out of the ballpark but then he was like hey you want to go get some snacky snacks and I was like, snacky snacks? <laughs> I was like, this 30-something-year-old man just said snacky snacks, like the most emasculating femi- feminine thing you could ever say. It just made me want to hook up with him immediately. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I went to the doctor, and she was like, monkeypox is a big problem, so, like, stay away from people with visible symptoms. And I was like, well, what are, like, the symptoms of monkeypox? And she was like, oh, a fever, a rash on your face, cetera, etc., I was like, what the hell is et cetera? <laughs> I was like, you can't not list all the symptoms. <laughs> and she was like, it's like a long list. Like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> and I was like, this is why you're a general practitioner, okay? <laughs> I realized, that, though, that you can use the word et cetera, like when you don't know how to finish a sentence. <laughs> My boss was like, what are the reasons that you didn't finish your work this week? And I was like, oh, the reasons are um, I was lazy, et cetera. And yeah, okay. Uh, but still, like, I'm I'm way more afraid of monkeypox than I am of COVID. I really am. Because, like, with COVID, worst case scenario, you die, right? But with monkeypox, you survive and you're ugly forever. You know, it's not a great situation. Uh, I'm at the age where I only wear uh, comfortable shoes now. Like, even if they're ugly, like, my bunions... My bunions have just gotten too big for my ego now. Okay, I have been humbled by my bunions. Um, I'm going to stop saying that so much. Okay, Uh, recently I was wearing like a new pair of sneakers and uh, one of my very fashionable friends was like, are you trying to wear the same shoes that Drake has? And I was like, I don't know. Does Drake also suffer from plantar fasciitis? can't go running anymore because of the aforementioned plantar fasciitis. <laughs> so I'm trying to pick up a new form of exercise. Uh, recently, I've been trying out galloping which is a very underrated form of locomotion, okay? Uh, I feel like everyone thinks I'm weird now, but I'm okay with it because uh, galloping in public, the crazy people now think I'm crazier. I don't need to carry pepper spray with me through the tenderloin anymore. When I'm just galloping down Larkin Street, everyone's like, stay away. Okay, thank you.
3: (laughs) Give it up for Denise Lee. Doesn't she look so good for someone who turned 40? (laughs) All right. We got a real treat from you here. Give it up for the one and only SF, born and raised. He got a fresh fade. He's looking at me right now. Give it up for Charlie Moore. Hello,
10: hello. Uh, I'd like to say today marks one year sober from vaping, right, <laughs> from vaping. Uh, I knew I had a problem with vaping. It's true, I quit vaping. Um, it was hard to like admit that I had a problem with it, but finally, I, the day I realized that I knew I was addicted to nicotine is I was driving and I walked into a store to get a vape. I was on the way to meet my friends at the beach and my friend calls me and he goes, hey, would you mind picking up a bottle of sunscreen and we forgot sunscreen? I say, sure, no problem. So I walk over, grab a bottle of sunscreen, go up to the cash register, And I realized in my pocket, I only had $10. We all got sunburned as fuck when I bought those vape pods over the sunscreen. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a lot of times where I, like, really wanted to quit. Like, Snapchat runs these very effective advertisements where it says that nicotine causes erectile dysfunction. Very smart. Because the only thing more powerful over a teenager's brain than nicotine is sex. So, yeah, I knew I had to quit. But the thing that they screwed up when they ran these advertisements is that after the advertisements for erectile dysfunction medicine were advertisements for Blue Chew, which are $20 a month erectile dysfunction medicine. So faced with $20 a month or quitting nicotine, I chose the Blue Chew. Yeah, I hated that joke too. Don't worry. (laughs) Hated that one. But I don't know. I think it's stupid. Like running those advertisements is the same thing as running anti-smoking advertisements over articles for breakthrough cancer research. Like... Is misplaced. And there's a lot of things. Like other articles I read, it said that nicotine is as addictive as cocaine. Now, as somebody who's never tried cocaine but is pretty good at quitting stuff, it's kind of a bad reason to show me. All right. Horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. But honestly, in my generation, cigarettes were on their way out. It's true. Cigarettes, like, not many kids smoked. They were completely on their way out. But then Big Tobacco came up with nicotine that kind of looks like an iPhone, tastes like food, but completely gets rid of your appetite. And we were like, that's a trend. You had to do that. Um, yeah. But I also miss the social aspect of vaping. Because going up to somebody and saying, can I have your vape, is a lot easier than saying, hey, I'm Charlie. It's hard. Um, it's an easy conversation starter, too. You're like, oh, what flavor is your vape? Vanilla Cool. Oh, what flavor is yours? Uh, chocolate weirdo. Yeah. Uh, fun thing about me is I'm born on the same day as my mom. Actually, I want to say this. I took a trip to the South recently. That was cool. People told me the South was going to be a racist place. Found that not to be the case. Found Southern hospitality to be a very real thing. People were so kind that they'd go out of where, their way to offer me directions without me even having to ask. Like, one guy came up to me and he goes, Hey, son, looks like you're in the wrong town. That was so kind of him. I loved it. (laughs) It was awesome. Uh, Later, I got on the bus, and I sit down, and this old woman, she comes up to me. She taps me on the shoulder, and I told her I loved her hair. She had this beautiful hair, to which she said, I don't take kindly to your kindness. That was so kind. Um, What other jokes would work here that I want to try? I think that's all I want to try. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you.
3: All right, give it up for Charlie Moore. Oh, oh, that vape pen you had, Chocolate Weirdo. All, that vape company also owned by Papa John's? It's a racial slur. What? Chocolate Weirdo. Chocolate weirdo. Sounds oh, like a racial slur. To... All right, but anyways, he's already on stage. Give it up for the one and only Brady Pearson. Right, am I,
1: am I? here? Okay, okay. Chocolate weirdo. I'm here for that. It sounds like a band, doesn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Chocolate Weirdo. I'll well, have probably a better set than I do today. We'll see how that goes. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm very excited. Um, I'm about to turn fifty-two. Thank you. Yes, it's September. Yeah, I know this looks really good. Did you know that like you can be this old? I mean, did I? Oh, for no other reason than the fact that I just found out that Alex Jones. You know who Alex Jones is? Isn't he awesome? That fat, big zit with legs. He is four years younger than I am. Yeah, he's like fucking in his forties. Doesn't that blow your shit out? Yeah, I mean, you, he, he's been hating you so much you thought he would have exploded by now, but hopefully the more that they do that, kind of like Rush Limbaugh, it just kind of gives them cancer and then they die. All right? that that's my fantasy, anyway. Wouldn't that be great? Because now suddenly, you, maybe it's the more that you hate, you just keep getting the cancer, you know? Let's see what else. Um, what do I want to talk about today? Okay. Oh, yes. Because I've been around a very long time. I mean, been around so long that... Um, Oh, my first, my first dating naps were mortar and pestle. See, we've all heard these together, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean. It's like we gotta let me try something else then, because I'm bored with them too. Um, okay, I'll tell the Christmas story again, just for no for no other reason. So when I was so, what did you want when you were nine years old? What did you, what did you want to do? What you want for Christmas? You wanted a Super Nintendo. What did you want, Charlie? What did you want for Christmas? Sports stuff—that's fascinating. Fascinating. Did you celebrate Christmas in your house there, uh, Jared? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I don't know. Okay. Cool. When I was nine years old, I wasn't like that kind of person. What I really wanted was revenge. You know, good old American Pie revenge. Because we—we were my family had taken us on an unwanted trip to to Walt Disney World. Now this is back back in the day before there was even the Epcot Center. You know what I mean? Like nothing was there in Frontierland. I even think they had the water park there. I mean, this was classic. And so it was Christmas, and my mother's—I guess my parents wanted to make sure Santa came. So we, all the kids had to leave while they prepared the camper. So we all we all go off, and I have to go with my brother, who's an absolute asshole, right? Three years older than me, and we would go on every ride that would terrify me. So he would take me into Space Mountain. I mean, my, mind you, I'm like this big, like maybe nine, and. I screamed to the night, and then we went on, I think, Haunted House, and then we went on the bumper cars. And you know how good a little brother, how good a big brother is with bumper cars? So that was a lot of fun. And so by the time that we were done, and again, this is the time, like, they just let us do that, by the way. In nine years old, and my brother's like 12, they just let kids walk the fuck around. Did you know that without parents, we could just do this shit? And so at some point, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like, could you just get me a drink over there? hey, man, hey, Kyle, you're up next. And um, I was like, fuck it, fuck it. So what I did is I just walked away into the bushes, waited 10 minutes, and then left. I had the best night of my young life, right? I went on the teacups. I went on 2000 leagues under the Sea. It was super cute. And then when I was, like, I think, completely drunk, rotten on cotton candy and soda... I took the last tram back to the camper. And as I approached, I heard my mother screaming, you had one job. You had one fucking job. It's Christmas. You lost your brother on Christmas. Did you know Santa will not be here for you? Did you, did you know that? Santa's not coming for you. Where is your brother? I don't know. He just... Where? And so, of course, being a concerned, loving brother I am, I waited quite a while longer. And I walked in and... um. My mother's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay, Brady? I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I am. Oh, I was so scared, so nervous. I'm so cold. That's okay, baby. Here, put this blanket on. Have some hot chocolate. Merry Christmas. Brett, shut up. You go back to bed right now. There's no Christmas for you. So if anyone tells you that um, revenge is best served cold, I have to say, it tastes more like licorice. That's
3: my time. Thanks, guys. Give it up for Brady Pearson. Revenge tastes like licorice. Mm, Also dick. All right. Anyways, speaking of dicks, give it up for Kyle Morrissey, everybody.
5: Speaking of
11: chodes, give it up for Jared Senna <laughs> <laughs> That's a short joke <laughs> uh, Full house, right. Um I was at a Giants game over the weekend And in between innings They were singing along To the YMCA Does the music play every time I talk? Oh shit It does, that's so cool I, I'm just kidding, I hate it <laughs> Um at this Giants game I was at between innings everyone was singing along to the YMCA you know like it's fun to stay at the YMCA it's fun to stay at the YMCA you, you get it um all I kept thinking was this song is so offensive to homeless people <laughs> all they want to do is stay at the YMCA that's all
4: that's all they've been trying to do they've been waiting out in front of a YMCA for the last 11 months
11: and now they got to listen to 50,000 people who will never need to stay at the YMCA sing about how fun it is to stay at the YMCA (laughs) it's bad enough we all started calling them the village people oh you guys don't do that Oh, yeah me neither it's a terribly condescending thing to call homeless people um I've noticed uh, I'm as an adult, I'm very boring. All of my interests have transferred over and the way I respond to things is the exact same way to bo- the way I respond to boring shit is exactly how I used to respond to exciting shit. like I last night I realized I I will I handle puzzles. The same way I used to handle drugs, like if someone offers me they bring a puzzle in I'm just like <laughs> I mean I'll do it, but there might be a couple missing pieces once we're done. <laughs> we're gonna have to go digging through the carpet I think it's a uh, I think it's funny that people think communism is in the United states i uh I went to School, I went to college in the city where Nike was founded. And I was walking to class with this girl one day. And she pointed at this brand new student house, this giant high density student housing tower that had just been built. And she goes, ugh, like what type of architecture is that, communist? I was like, dude, we're, we're... we're in Eugene, like this is where like the biggest profitable franchise, Nike, was founded. They just used the communists to make the shoes. Oh my God, that's all the jokes I have. <laughs> um, I have another joke about. Vladimir Putin. You guys want to hear a joke about Vladimir Putin? So serious in here you now. It's very polite. Have you all gone up? And you two are just being polite. That's good. I wouldn't do that. I'm. Are you next? Nice. I'm probably not gonna stay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What the? Uh, what's your name? Oh, be Nice to meet you, man. How do you feel about Putin? Yeah. Uh, he, uh, heard he invaded Ukraine? Yeah, I, I just heard about that. Um, there were a bunch of women in Paris who staged a topless protest when that happened. I was really nervous that he was just going to see a bunch of boobs on TV and take it as positive reinforcement instead of protest. Because, I mean, like, the dude's not exactly a feminist. All right. Like even I've never been flashed, and thought like, "Oh, I fucked up." Wait, what? <laughs> Did you think that was the end of the joke? Oh, oh, okay, thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like clapping takes more exertion. I don't know. I've never, I've never. Like all I know is like, if I invaded Ukraine and then on the news I saw a bunch of boobs, I'd be like, "Let's do Poland." You guys want to do? You guys want to do <laughs> Oh, we you guys got going the rest of the night? It's Friday. What are, you, what are you guys doing? At where? There's a show. Which one? Oh, oh dear. Yeah, Kelly's nice. All right. Thanks. thanks.
5: Hey everybody. Thanks. thanks.
3: I think that was his way of saying that he wants to hang out with someone. And he offers. Alright. Alright, give it up for our headliner. The one, the only. First time in the room, so please give him a thunderous applause. Give it up for Albi Bastida. All, this
4: is why I you, so now it is.
12: Oh there, thank you. Alright. <laughs> How you guys doing? You guys doing good? You guys are funny. I'm not going to lie. You guys are very funny. Yeah. yeah. Man, good. Had an interesting day today. Um, got in a fight earlier this afternoon. Um, got fed up with this dude. thought he owned the place and shit like that. And We finally got into it, and I ended up beating the shit out of this guy. Like, I just ground and pounded this guy and took his wheelchair and frisbee it across the room. Yeah. Foked him with his life alert. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Funny part about that is I really wish it was a joke. Um, I had an interesting morning, uh, got a dick pic this morning, thank you, and I responded with dad, you really need to stop using mom's cell phone, no, I'm kidding, he's dead, probably wondering who invited the bloated hipster Buddy Holly, I know what I look like, I fully own that, you know, these glasses, I get a Clark Kent vibe, who's lost his powers and let himself go, you know, but it's okay, you know, people say I look like i to take off these glasses look like a handsome Rosie O'Donnell. Thank you. Thank you for the nod, Lauren. I appreciate that. But, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> looks aren't everything. But looks aren't really everything. You know, I mean, the person that told me that was blind. But, you know, looks aren't everything. Um, yeah. I had sex with a woman who was blind once. She didn't see that coming. Nah. <laughs> nah, it's a blind joke. It's a blind joke. Uh, but, no, nah, I'm, a, I'm a big guy. I fully own that. But should shit you not, back in the day, I used to weigh almost about 400 pounds. Yeah. You know, see, you lose weight, I hope it look good in Hawaiian shirts. You know. I tried it on one time, cannot pull it off. You guys are probably thinking I'm a miserable type of person at this point, but I do have an announcement for you guys. You know, I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, had to dump that bitch. I'm a Gemini. There's no chemistry there. Yeah, no, I'm joking. I'm an Aries. No, we were two different people, you know, two different bodies. You know, I'm a homebody. She slept with everybody. You know, let you chuckled a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> Now she hit me up one day. She finally told a joke about her. And she's like, Albie, I don't want to argue with you. Which, by the way, she was one of those chicks that, you know, when they start off with an argument with, I don't want to argue with you, it lets us further know she's ready to argue. She's like, Albie, you need to do this to me. How can you drop my name on stage in front of strangers like that? I'm like, listen, Sabrina, they're just jokes. I'm just messing around. I have to say Sabrina, because if I say Katrina, I can get sued. I said her name after the joke. Try to pull the God card at me. She's like, I'm just the way God made me. I'm like, hey, people make mistakes. I'm not perfect either. You know, I got a new girlfriend now. You know, I've been with her for about, um, almost coming up four years now. You know, still, we still act like it's new. You know, I think I want to take it to the next level. You know, no, you know, we think three years is good. Good. Take it to the next level. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have her peg me. We'll see how that goes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, still those are the parents. First time I ever stayed at night at her house, her dad pulls me aside and she tells, he tells me, um, we can't sleep in the same bed, you know, which really made me mad because he's a good looking guy. And, um, judge, <laughs> judging from the uh, last two jokes, I should tell you guys that I am a bisexual man. You know, I call it more greedy than bisexual, you know? Yeah. I guess I'm greedy. Yeah. I'm greedy. Um, my first sexual experience, I was with 13. I was with a guy. Yeah, I know. It was really interesting. Giving him head was like bobbing for calamari. Just see what happened when his stepdad walked in. Yeah. I said stepdad. Yeah. But fast forward 20 years later, I just sleep with his sister. Let's see what happened when he walked in. Never thought I'd be in a situation where I'm balls deep in somebody would go, yo, bro, I was thinking of you the whole time. All right, that's my time. You guys have been great. Thank you so much.
3: <laughs> I'll be Bastida. Still doing
13: that shit, oh, for sure.
3: yeah. out. Peace out, man. All right. Are you guys ready for one more comedian? Jason coming? All right. All right. Two more if uh, Jason comes. But anyways, give it up for Brian King, everybody.
14: All right. I'd say good to be here, but I'd be lying. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's a weird room. It's my first time being in here. What juggalo designed this room? What is this? Got masked wrestlers on the wall. Just put people in KKK mask up there. Come on, just just commit. What's you got? You got some like kindergarten artwork that someone had a trip during and was like, this is the shit. And then they hung it up there in memoriam. What's up, guy in a top jacket? How you doing? That's top, right? No, no, I mean the color. Top. Oh, you don't know colors, you fucking... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else you got here? You got a bunch of black and white photos by Nikos Kihem. The obscurity of abstraction. Man, okay. Neat. All right. Let's see what else you guys got. Oh, you got Pam in the pom-poms, all right, cool. All right, let's do some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough uh, foreplay, I don't know. I think uh, after doing enough like time thinking about Batman, I think Batman's actually the villain in the show. Because when you think about it, like, despite his traumatic background, He's just a rich guy going to poor neighborhoods, beating up poor people that are mentally ill. You know? Like, he's not the hero. He's like, I'm the hero, got the needs. It's like, no, you're part of the problem. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Let's see what else you guys feel. I uh maybe you guys resonate to this. I was in a park and someone was trying to sell me shrooms. And uh I like psychedelics. Like I would have gotten the shrooms, but the guy's pitch was worse than the drugs were good. You know what I mean? Like this guy tried to sell me shrooms, and this was his pitch. He's like this white guy, he came up to me and he's like, I got mushrooms if you need brother. You hear that? He said the brother of the heart A. I hate that. I hate. There's an epidemic of white guys. Saying brother with a hard A trying to relate to black guys, and I'm tired of it. Just be just be normal. Cause I know you don't say brother with a A in regular conversations. I feel like you saw me and you're like, I gotta relate to this black guy. Alright, let me drop the ER and the brother, and maybe he'll think I'm cool. Alright. What else? What's with the a uh, mutiny? Cause a pirate ship. All right, got it. Okay, I uh a big metalhead, huge uh Cannibal Corpse fan. Yeah, like that. All right, cool. Someone else with terrible music taste in here. Nice, yeah, yeah that's good. But uh I went to my first Cannibal Corpse concert recently. You know. And uh, I'm a huge metal fan, but I never wanted to go to a metal concert because I've never had the feeling, uh, you know, this riff is really good. Uh, you know what would make it better? If some balding middle-aged white guy just punched me in the face. If <laughs> if some stranger just assaulted me, I think it would really elevate this riff. Like, I've never had that feeling. Let's see. All right. Do I got time for one more? Hell yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into it. I got a. Uh, let me talk about this. I got four roommates. I got a black girl, Middle Eastern guy, Asian guy. We took a picture. It's on a math textbook now. You know, it's just typical shit. And uh, I got into an argument with one of one of my roommates recently. And the worst thing that happened that could possibly happen in an argument, like I had a point of realization where I realized that he was too stupid to realize that he was losing the argument. And so, there's no win in that scenario. Because I either continue to argue with this guy who will never understand that he's losing the argument, or I have to concede defeat to some idiot who thinks he won the argument. So it's just the worst scenario. And this is what happened, I, uh, I got disconnected from the Wi-Fi. And I was trying to reconnect, and someone changed the password. And I told him, Hey, can I get the password? And he was like, Well, if more devices are on the Wi Fi, it's going to slow down the Wi Fi. And I was like, Well, I was always on the Wi Fi, so that doesn't increase the amount of devices on the network. And then he just repeated the same thing. And then I just ghosted him because I was like, This guy's not worth my time. This guy. <laughs> and now I just don't talk to him. Now we just live in the house together awkwardly. But, yeah, that was my time. Thank you. Keep it going for uh, Mutiny. Give it up for...
5: I think it's...
14: Uh,
3: Bernard... Barry... Just kidding. Give it up for Brian King. I feel like he forgot my name, so he just said Mutiny. Anyways, all right. Uh, give it up for... Uh, this next comedian just walked into the room... Uh, probably going to be our last one unless anyone comes up. Give it up for the one and only Jason King.
15: What percentage of the audience do you think laughs when you're having a good set? Like 80%? 75%? What do you think? lot? Yeah, yeah. What percent laughs? What do you think? 75? Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I just, I guess, out of this, so I just had to make three people laugh, and that's how, that's how I know the joke works or not, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see what I want to talk about. I, um, I'll i tell a quick story. Uh, this is a weird, I'm going to, we're going to do non-traditional styles with the mic. I uh, i recently accidentally sent a flashlight to my ex-girlfriend's house. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool, 25%. Um <laughs> Uh, recently, I recently actually sent a flashlight to my ex-girlfriend's house. And, um, and, and and to clarify, the accident wasn't buying the flashlight. The accident was sending it to her house. Um, I don't know if you guys, like, ever, like, go on, like, social media to see how your exes are doing, all right? But, like, nothing says you're doing bad, like, physical evidence that you're fucking a tool, all right? <laughs> That's up there. There we go. Twenty five percent. Did it again. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so at some point, I I call I call my girlfriend. She's like, "How are you?" Do-? Or my ex girlfriend. She's like, "How are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I, me. I'm doing great." Um, and I ask her out to dinner, right? Because like I want to make sure she's outside of the house when the flashlight arrives. <laughs> um, so we have dinner at like okay fifty percent. Okay, so we have dinner. <laughs> At this restaurant that's like around the corner from my, from my place uh, or from her place rather. Um, And so we're there, we order the food, I get the notification, I excuse myself, I go to her door, right? And I get there, there are two boxes, okay? One box, there's there's two boxes, and I I can't tell which box is the flashlight, so I start shaking them, and then I realize, I I don't know what a flashlight sounds like, (laughs) so... So I grab both boxes and I chuck them into an alleyway. Okay. I chuck them into an alleyway. I get back to dinner and she's like, why'd you, why'd you run back so fast? I was like, I didn't want my food to get cold. Um, which, which is a terrible lie. Cause I ordered a salad, um, six seventy five 75%, um, <laughs> which is a terrible lie. Cause I ordered a salad, but, uh, um, uh, so, so we started talking I was like, how are things going with you? And she's like, well, things aren't going so well. Um, my dad recently lost one of his legs, and I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." Um, and she's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it." But you know, he found like a really cool company, and they're sending him like a really nice one in the mail today. And I was like, "God, I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> so I go back to the alleyway, right? Yeah. See, so you know who that was I was like, "This is you don't steal people's legs from sending." <laughs> Putting the alarm on. Right. Anyway, we, get, 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 we go back to the alleyway, right? And it's, now it's not empty anymore. Now there are two two homeless people there, right? One of them is fucking my flashlight, all right? <laughs> and he and he's going to town. There are droplets of AIDS everywhere. Uh, is the whole alleyway smells like hobo cum? Um, it's, it smelled like he hasn't eaten a pineapple in ten years. It smelled like he was eating cum, which. <laughs> which probably isn't far from the truth because he's probably sucking dick for crack but um uh so he's he's fucking my fleshlight and then the other guy is surprisingly way happier than the first guy because he he was missing a leg so so like I just so it, it it's like a like a blessing from heaven just came down to this guy so now i'm in a now I'm in a terrible situation because now I have to bargain. With this homeless guy to get a, one of his legs back, right? Like, like, how much would you, that's like a very tough, like, how much would you pay? How much would someone have to pay you to give up one of your legs? Shit, think I'm like, give me like a number. 100K, 100K. You give up a leg for a hundred K. That's wild dog. Your your legs are worth more than I assure you. (laughs) Damn, bro. (laughs) Fuck. All right. Well, see me after the show. Um, (laughs) I'm just gonna have fun with it. Um, (laughs) but uh, but so so right. It's very expensive to try to buy someone's leg. But so the thing is, I only have twelve dollars. Right. I only have twelve dollars to try to buy my. My girl, my ex, I'm trying to buy my ex-girlfriend's dad's leg back from a homeless guy. I only have $12. And so I'm like, okay, maybe he's on drugs or something. It'll work out. And I offer him $12. And he's like, dude, are you on crack? <laughs> 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 um, so at that point, I'm like, all right, I just got to steal this leg back. So I, I steal the leg back. Cause I'm like, what, what, this guy's not going to, he's not going to catch me. <laughs> you know, He's missing a leg. Anyway, um. <laughs> That's as much of that story as I've written. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. I hope you guys all have a good day. Thank you very much.
3: Give it up for Jason King. And I think I just dropped some things. Like right as he was getting off, I dropped...
5: Taking my time to perfect the bit, and I still got love for the streets. It's the DR sending funny gangsters all across the world. Still hitting them counters in the mouth, girls. Still taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. The yeah.
3: for the 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 for- Excuse me, ma'am. Uh are you a comic? Oh, you're not? Oh. Okay. <laughs> you wanna go up and tell some jokes? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. I guess that's it everybody. Have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> One more set. Anyone? One more set. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like doing stand up again.
12: <laughs>
4: okay.
13: Oh, uh, yeah, so I know. Ian, How can I maintain, maintain? Put that shit so, um, on my brain. I, I
5: mean. resort the violence. My niggas moving yeah. silence. Like, you don't know what I'm New York thing is the violence. My niggas is with it. You want it? Come and get it. Took it, then we split it. You fucking right, we did it. What the fuck you gonna do? When we run up on you. Fucking with the wrong crew. You don't know what... Cause I can't stand you Put my shit on tapes Like you bustin' tapes yeah, Think you hold the me right Then you haven't met the apes Stop, drop
4: yeah.
5: shut 'em down over, and I'm Oh, no That's how rough riders roll Stop, drop Shut them down over, and I'm Oh, no That's how rough riders roll And sure, niggas crazy I bust you and be crazy Stop acting like a baby your business lady, nosy people get it too, when you see me spit at you, you know I'm trying to get rid of you, yeah I know it's pitiful, that's how niggas get down, watch my niggas spit round. They got niggas kiss crap, just for talking shit clams, oh you think it's funny, then you don't know.
13: the Mega Wag show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, whoa, you're in for a special singer songwriter treat here at 420. We got Carrie Kathleen calling in at 420. We got some exciting shows happening tonight. We got some underground stuff, we got some above ground stuff. <laughs> People playing. Shows and caves and people playing at Amondos. Looking forward to that. Got Allison Wonder Band back in the box. A little sneak preview of a uh, new song released by another local artist. I'll be playing that at the end. How's it going, Allie? Good to have you here. or something. Yeah. So, and we got the Farmer's Market here on Sunday. We got a last cafe tomorrow. We're getting geared up for some comedy battles here after the show. And we're going to be playing you local bands, some local bands here. They're playing some shows tonight. And we're going to be hanging out here exciting. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And I'm going to play some bands that are going to be playing at Amando's later tonight. Amados? What was that? Amado's, yes. Yes, 21st in Valencia. Yes, 21st in Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, that's going to be cool. So we got um, this local band that's going to be playing uh, tonight. Got a good lineup here. We're gonna be playing a couple of these bands. This song is called, or this uh, band is called Manos Lindas, and this is a song off the record. If these hands could rock. Buy your tickets to Amado's tonight.
0: It's Amado's.
13: Amado's. <laughs> what are the cross streets on that? 20
0: 21st in Valencia.
13: 21st in Valencia tonight. Check this, spam. is Analog Dog Amanda's. This is Trixie Rasputin also on the list tonight. This piano is nice. Very nice. Got Carrie Kathleen calling in here at 420. Some cool jazz on the way. We are coming up on the 420 here. Getting back in the booth with Allison. Chilling out some cool jazz.
4: Hi. You can hear me this time. Yay!
13: You can always be heard. Hello, Carrie. Hi. Hey, how's it going over there in the sound waves?
4: Good, how are you?
13: Doing well. I'm just sitting back here in the box with my co-host here, uh, Allison.
16: Hello. Oh, great, hi. How are you
13: guys? Doing well. It's a Friday. It's a little smoky outside, but... (laughs) It's not smoky here. (laughs) It isn't, yeah. Just the moon is smoky at night. That's what it is. (laughs)
0: excited to talk to you
13: yeah so i know you got some new tracks out
16: thank you yes i am so do you, uh, you hear me okay
13: yes i can hear you loud and clear
16: good <laughs>
13: <laughs> Mutiny radio the the uh yeah wow these oh, people yeah. are blowing me up thank yeah you for having me yeah thank you so much for for calling in and uh i really like this new track um, oh, thank you. I like them all, actually. <laughs> the um, the real champagne though—that is the latest track.
16: Yeah, I just released it on July second, and it's been probably my most successful release so far, and I'm I'm so stoked.
13: That is super awesome. Yeah. So um, I know you got some tracks. I was gonna play this one for everyone out there. We got Carrie Kathleen on the line here. Hello. It- Hello to the world. We got people in Guam.
16: I would like to know what you're drinking,
13: if anything. Um, So we are actually drinking some, I had some sparkling water that I just uh, devoured. Um,
4: Nice.
13: But it was kind of similar, like bubbly, had a bubbly kind of thing to it. And I feel like that's a great way to start the weekend. Yes. Some real champagne. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to play this track for everyone and then, yeah, we'll bring you back on here awesome real champagne Carrie Kathleen Hello. That was an amazing track.
4: Oh, thank
0: you guys. Yeah, wow. it's, cool, it's a featuring me. I'm, i appreciate it. Yeah. Don't want none of that cheap stuff.
13: You know, I yeah, it's not I, about,
0: I just about champagne is it? Yeah. What, I mean, are, you, what are you saying, Ashley?
13: Uh, so the the champagne. So this this is yeah. This is just a that's a great knocker. I love that song.
0: But you don't want none of that cheap <laughs> stuff. It's not just about champagne.
13: Do you want the real experience or not? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly what I was going
16: for. Um, So I'm a sommelier, and that was me tying in all of my wine knowledge, you know, 10 years in the wine industry, Sonoma and Napa, and being able to finally write a song about champagne, but it had to be good, Mm -hmm. and it had to be really thought out because I built a wine brand all around singing and wine, and if I was gonna release yes. my first wine song, it better be damn good.
13: <laughs> yeah, wow. so, so I notice a lot of things in um because you have this wine down list on Spotify, right?
16: Correct. Yeah, it's a, a wine centric playlist because there's not enough of those in the
13: world. Yeah, that is that's great. I know that's some really
0: sommeliers cool. I'm gonna have to send that to. That's awesome.
13: <laughs> this oh, is, thank you. Yeah, the wine down playlist here with Carrie Kathleen it's uh yeah so we were just talking a couple,
16: couple of my songs but mostly just songs that I think you would vibe with if you are you know having a nice evening you're sharing wines with friends you're you know having experiences maybe you're in a winery and these songs are just meant to just kind of uplift you they're they're you know easy to listen to mostly indie pop
13: yeah, it's very well mastered, that track, and uh, well done. And Thank you. What was I going to say? Oh, so we were talking about earlier, so are you from the Bay Area then?
16: Um, well, so I went to um, Sonoma State University and then um, studied wine, and I'm not technically from there, but I did spend um, 2009 to 2020 um, in the Bay Area, and I, I've pretty much called that my home you know that is where most of all my friends all my contacts are and then last year i decided to move during covid um to los angeles
13: oh wow so you're in the heat of it
16: yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i still miss uh, the bay area i i did some gigging in san francisco so shout out to everyone in san francisco i played um most recently in 2020 i played at um, Lizzie Starlight Lounge in, uh, San Francisco, uh, Saint, uh what, has it, what do you call it? Oh, the Sir Francis
13: Star- Drake. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a good spot. That's right at the top. You, have you ever been there? No. That is, I've heard good things. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I remember I'm, um, I'm an East Bay kid. And oh, used to, really? Yeah. Where so are you from? I am from L- town, well, I'm from Castro Valley, San Ramon, just right there on the yeah. borderline where the cows okay. and the Chevron headquarters so, meet.
16: like, an hour and a half-ish from... From, like, Sonoma?
13: Yes. Yeah, I love Sonoma, too. Sebastopol. I had some friends <laughs> up there. Um, Someone was talking about Sebastopol, how it's, like, hippie hunters. Like. I love
16: Sebastopol. Together. So, they're, they're wines. They're Pinot Noirs, and Sebastopol are some of the best um, that I've had. Have you guys ever had Emeritus wine?
13: Emeritus? No. Yes. I think so. I so,
16: have. they're a really, really famous one in Sebastopol. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I used to live in Sebastopol, too, so...
13: That is a great spot. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. I um. Beautiful winery. I like the whole the knowledge behind the wine, and you know the whole rose thing. Then it makes sense to me. Maybe ten years ago, I figured out that it's a hybrid of white and red wine. To yeah, rosés are
16: so popular. Yeah, it's really good. What kind of wine do you
0: like?
13: I am a big hmm. I actually do like red wine. We had some red wine last night. That was good.
0: Some Cabernet.
13: It's a nice Cabernet. Yeah. That's probably my fave. Nice. What about you?
16: Ooh, I love them all. You know, uh, you have to appreciate so many different wines for what they are because you you blind taste a lot. And, and being an a um, you have to really appreciate the varietal for all of its different expressions through Cabernets from France, Cabernets from, you know, Paso Robles and Napa and... Argentina has some great cabs, So I do love um, Cabernet. My favorite grape varietal is probably Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Champagne and Rosé. Those are my top well, four.
0: of course, Champagne. Real Champagne. <laughs>
13: yes. <laughs> Wine and But But um,
16: my favorite Champagne house, if you guys, if you're listening and you're in the Bay Area and you're like, where should we go? Go to Iron Horse. They are in Sebastopol. And they... They're probably one of my favorite local California champagne houses.
13: That is champagne. I'm like some California tip. champagne. <laughs> well, uh, with a K, I think. I don't know. But yeah. Very great. So I wanted everyone to listen to another, So what is this? Uh, this next track was a reverie. Is that right?
16: Um, they can do, yeah. Reverie is a uh, a word that means to be lost in one's daydreams.
13: That sounds like what I'm going through right now. (laughs) It's still the daytime. (laughs) Right. Got Carrie Kathleen on the line here. Carrie Kathleen, Muni Radio FM. We got her on the line, back in the box here with Allison.
0: That was Hi. beautiful.
13: Yeah, that's really oh. well done.
0: Thank you so much. It definitely gets that vibe of a daydream.
13: Yeah, so just a question. I mean, Allison and I were going to talk about maybe. So where did you record this?
4: <laughs>
16: um, I have a couple different producers. Actually, all three songs that you guys are going to be hearing today Are actually by three different producers Um, so my main my main thing is I work with EDM artists and I this this is not the case for this song this song I actually worked with a producer in LA called um, his name is Evan Chambers and he is just incredible I found his music on Spotify I reached out to him I said you're incredible would you want to work with me Um, obviously he's he's not he doesn't come cheap um, his pr- his production is just insane and um, that's how I found him so he is in, in LA um, another producer that I work with in LA uh, Cody J did Real Champagne and then for the last song that you guys will be hearing today I worked with an EDM producer and I recorded the vocals in my house um, in my own little mini studio so I guess it just depends um, I work with lots of different producers and Sometimes I'll do, you know, duets, collaborations, um, and sometimes I'll just do a song that really needs um, more minimal production so that my vocals can shine, and that's kind of what I did with Reverie. Um, so he kind of built the production around my voice.
13: That's really fun. Just imagine, I was talking with Allison earlier, you know, because I'm just, I'm recording all this stuff I have up on Spotify. <laughs> and, right, uh, in, uh, and uh, in my living room. And it's just so lo-fi. It's just, you know, it's like misfits or something.
16: Yeah, like you just need I need to have a good producer. You, <laughs> I can send you a couple producer, you know, couple people that you can work with. I mean, there's, you know, there's just it has to. It, I guess it all has to do with how much can you do on your own because it sounds like you are super multi-talented so you can do a lot on your own
4: <laughs> i'm just so
13: drinking some can wine find
16: someone to like master it for you or do just a couple extra things on the on the back end
13: yeah i think that's that's where it's at yeah this is just well done your vocals and everything are just so crisp it's like yeah
16: i think i think that's all thanks to, to evan i mean he's <laughs> he's amazing
13: yeah yeah so i know that so you said in 2020 you did a gig at the Starlight.
16: I did at Lizzie's. Lizzie's. Yeah, Lizzie's is like this cool rooftop bar.
13: Yeah, so I'm trying to. Where are you? Where are you playing next? Are you? I mean, you're in LA now, but that's you're everywhere. You're online, but.
16: <laughs> well, are you I, playing in LA you know, anymore? I'm so glad that you asked, uh, Justin, because I have um, I'm booking weddings right now, yes, and I have. Perfect couple gigs booked um you guys can see me in the bay area coming up in october um i'll be doing a wedding which is obviously private so i'm not going to say that (laughs) (laughs) um and then i also have a gig um, that's going to be open uh for everybody called flagship tap room in santa rosa california and i'll be doing a gig there um on october 8th which is a friday um just getting um Every, all the details set on the time, oh, but awesome. um, since I will be up there, I decided to make it kind of a mini tour. And obviously, all my friends and, and my band is up there. So, um, if you guys want to come out to Flagship,
13: Flagship new sounds location, really fun.
16: It's a it's a beautiful big tap room that took over um, this old business. I forget the name of this um, place that was there before. But um, Flagship has two locations, one in Cotati, one in Santa Rosa, and I'll be at the Santa Rosa one on October 8th.
13: Nice. Yeah, those wineries, you could just have so many people there, too. It's great.
16: Yeah, I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping I can get more winery. Wineries. So if you guys are listening and you're looking for <laughs> someone to come and, and sing some really fun wine, you know, wine-themed songs to give your guests a really unique experience, um, I am booking, so I'm booking for 2021. You know, the rest of of the year. So let me know if you guys you know know anybody that's getting married or just wants to have a a little party.
13: Yes, yeah, yeah. Con- contact Carrie Kathleen for any birthday, and I'm just kidding. You, <laughs> for a, for a wedding. and well, you guys
0: absolutely. got connected with each other through what Instagram? Instagram,
13: yeah. Instagram. It's so cool. We're I know we're such a San Francisco, and just I think in general, Instagram is one of these like intrusive way, on intrusive ways, to contact yeah. someone and like oh like like <laughs> artist wise, mm-hmm. I actually think that you might have been the first artist that I saw, that just popped up, and I was like Whoa. wow that's
0: great yeah, well if you, Thank you so much. if the audience wants to find Carrie on Instagram, they can look up Carrie Kathleen dot music. Yeah. And, uh, and then use Instagram to contact you to hire you. Yes.
16: Absolutely. You guys can message me. You guys can email me. Um, there's a link in my bio with my uh, website. So I started a wine brand in uh, <sighs> 2020 where I did, um, it was a wine-oriented pop music brand where I started doing Wine Wednesday live streams on Facebook um that attracted thousands of views per week and i played any kind of music ranging from you know billy eilish to amy winehouse to Sweetwood mac and uh you guys can follow my lives um i go live most wednesdays um i haven't gone live the past couple wednesdays but you guys can check my facebook um if you just search for carrie kathleen with a k and a k and uh, you'll find me on on the internet
13: Super awesome. I'm excited. There's, I mean, there's just so much. Yeah, coming back, got the shop online. You got these shows coming up here in October, which is just right around the corner. Booking wedding events. It sounds like you got the world by the horns.
4: <laughs>
16: <laughs> no, I I definitely don't have it all together. I think, you know, a lot of artists are like, hey, how do you have it all together? You know, every artist right now is, is just getting back on their fate feet after the pandemic you know and i i want to support other artists i love that you're doing this and supporting artists i think you know we really have to support them right now because everybody has been <laughs> you know just trying to trying to get back into live gigs and making that transition because a lot of people did shift their businesses mm-hmm. um you know i can't imagine how many people had to look for other work and and had to maybe potentially give up their music and and it's so sad, you know. We, we really need to support these artists.
13: Yeah. Well, you are keeping it alive here, for certainly. <laughs> Trying <Yeah>. my
16: best. <laughs> yeah.
13: So, are you like in L.A. then?
16: Um, it's been fun. Um, you know, it's just hard because all my contacts, you know, all my vet, all my venues are up north. So, I think eventually I could see myself actually moving back to the Bay Area. Um. But for now, I do have family in Los Angeles, so it's been really, it's been key for my mental health just to be near my family during the pandemic. Um, They just, Mm -hmm. they're, the best thing you have is family, you know? And so being near them has
0: really made everything worth it.
13: Yeah, totally.
0: I did the same thing. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just visiting San Francisco this weekend. Uh, Staying with my buddy, JW and, uh, I miss the book so so, much, but I wanted to be with family too.
13: So it all became like, I'm really excited to play this, this track for you, but I wanted to invite you out, um, to play Tiki Desk concert. If you guys were up for that. Ooh. Yeah. So it's something, um, over the pandemic that's evolved here. So we got this, you know, rooftop with a Tiki bar. And oh,
16: that'd be awesome. we started
13: calling it tiki desk concerts, but it could be, you know. I feel like I'm the one person that if I go to a tiki bar, I could just get a cheap domestic beer, um, just because I don't know. I like water in a can. <laughs> you know, I I do like wine too, but um, I do like wine a lot. Uh, but if, you know that 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 hard alcohol is you can get into trouble with that. Those oh, yeah. those tiki <laughs> drinks, those fish bowls, you just you're with a nice, you
16: know. That sounds so fun. Wait, so, so what's, do you have a rooftop that you turn into um, a Tiki, you said a Tiki uh, desk concert?
13: Yes, yeah, so it, it all like starts. Tiny,
0: like Tiny Desk.
13: Correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got it, yeah, we got it. But it. it
0: gets live-streamed, so there are live stream oh, wow. concerts. So um, there's limited seating for people who want to come. Yeah. Live.
13: But we got the neighbors in on, which is great. So the neighbors, and that was the whole buy in. Okay. So I'm the candy man on the show. And uh, that's because my day job, I'm a candy um, professional, sales professional, or business development professional. So my, my parents are like, hey, you know, JW, when you say you're the candy man, that could mean so many things. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just go around and give my neighbors all, you know. Well,
0: maybe you think she get Carrie on the Tiki Desk on, on her way up to Santa Rosa? or
13: Maybe. Yeah, you're now. up for it. we got some time to plan. We're going to do something really big for Halloween. Oh, um, that'd
16: be so cool. If we could time it out with my mini tour, that would be so cool.
13: Yeah. Totally. Well, we're really excited um, to have you call in. Really great tracks. Yeah,
16: me too. You yeah. guys are so sweet. I, I just can't. Thank you enough, like I said, for for reaching out, and um, like I said, I've called the Bay Area home for 10 years, and I miss it dearly, and it just still has my heart, my friends, my love, you know, my music, music buddies, so I just, I miss you all, and if you're listening, you know, I can't wait to see you guys in October.
13: Yeah, really exciting. Awesome, Kathleen. Well, we well, have a good weekend and we're going to blare this last uh blast this last track. Yeah, what is, what is the last one? The last track is is it What are you waiting for? Seems symbolic. It is. Yes. This is awesome. Carrie Thanks. Kathleen Mutiny Radio. FM, calling in from LA.
4: I'm just afraid.
13: And yeah, it's just, you know, heating up here, right? I have yeah. Okay, yeah, so, um, I'm sitting back here in the box at muni radio f m we just had a Carrie Kathleen call in she's got she's doing weddings, she's got a little mini tour coming here in um in October, which I'm really excited for um, and I'm sitting back on Spotify. I know everyone um has experienced this before, but um, yeah, just trying to listen to some music, you know, some really fresh. Refreshing tracks. And here we are. It just yeah. How you doing over there, Allison?
14: I'm
0: good. I'm excited to hear this last song.
13: I am really excited to hear this last song as well. But uh Artificial Intelligence, you know.
0: And I gotta look up the other two.
13: It's just you know, I think I actually have two Spotify accounts and so I'm paying twice. Which is, you know, whatever. But um I think that maybe this email address is under the 1. Here we are. This is Carrie Kathleen, Live Beauty Radio FM.
17: Another day You're beautiful in every way Just remember what you were before How you opened doors Your spark can't be taken
13: Is Carrie Kathleen, Uni Radio FM. Just had her call in. Some nice new tracks. Sitting back in the box with Allison here. Yep.
0: Yeah, I love listening to Carrie's stuff.
13: Yeah, she's um a serious talent.
0: Yeah. And we were we were just going off on how beautiful her voice is.
13: It's just well done. All right spots. It's the whole package deal. So, yeah. So, Allison, you know, I, I, I know, you know, you came in from, from Reno and you moved up to Reno recently. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of curious to just see how that's been like, you know, that you get a little bit of culture shock. No. No? You're not shocked by anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, well, I mean, all the the people in Reno, you'll hear them complain about all those darn Californians moving into town. <laughs> and I'm just another one of them. Uh, but, no, it's been, it's been really great getting to know other musicians there and just finding out what's there. Um, of course, there's a lot of casinos, and I don't really hang out in those places, uh, but that's definitely one of the biggest differences. Uh, but there's also been some amazing stuff that I found. Um, last weekend, I went to a venue called The Holland Project, And they have like art gallery, and they have a stage, and they put on all kinds of all-ages shows. They're always all-ages, which is awesome. Uh, And I got to see, uh, it was a block party tribute to hip hop. So I got to see a lot of rappers perform throughout the night, and some spoken word, and lots of nonprofit organizations were there, so you can get information about them. And it's just very community-oriented, and so now getting to be a part of that community it feels really good like you can find good people everywhere so it's exciting yeah
13: yeah it's just uh yeah there's good people everywhere we just had um before the show we had the the two neighbors the twins Mm -hmm. that were here and they're from virginia Mm -hmm. and i remember just it's such a culture shock because you know maybe i'm a little naive being you know a bay area native here. You know, moved away to San Luis Obispo. That really counts. But I haven't been really out of California. And so when we did, the Neil and I, when we did that cross-country trip, I we was saying, you know, we drove that 1997 Subaru Legacy wagon with 280,000 miles.
0: And you're through, picking it from D.C., right? From D.C. So you had to drive through Virginia.
13: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we went down the 66 to the 41. 66. And, uh, we stopped to get some gas in Virginia and we're pulled off, you know, in the, the gas station and I, I had the, the guitar and I just go back, you know, where the tailgate is of this Subaru and within like a minute of playing the guitar. everyone's was like, Oh, cool guitar. It's like, so cool. And people were like, coming up and like watching me play. And it was, I feel like it here in, in San Francisco, we talk about West Virginia San Francisco, I mean, you play guitar on the street here, you're automatically in the questionably housed uh, category.
0: But there's a lot of people who busk.
13: There is. My friends and I have busked. Oh yeah, no, totally. We, we're we definitely out there and doing it, but I feel like it was just such a culture shock for me, and I, I think, you know, with Reno and, and Nevada in general, I mean, that's definitely a little bit of a culture shock, but I mean, there's nobody wearing masks in Reno. Yeah, there are. Oh, there are. Okay, I mean there is.
0: I mean, they have the 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 mandate, the state mandate that you have to wear masks inside businesses. So it's not as strict as San Francisco, but uh, you know, we we got we got us into the blue at the last election.
13: <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm am so, sure that many uh folks out there would agree that if things went different politically this year that there's no way that anyone would take this vaccine seriously at all. I don't know. Trump had the vaccine. Oh, no. I haven't heard that name in such a long time.
0: I'm sorry.
13: (laughs) It's pretty nice.
0: But I feel like, you know, (laughs) living in Reno, living in San Francisco, it's not all just one way or the other. Anywhere you go. There's all kinds of people in all kinds of places. Everywhere's purple. (laughs) And the important thing is to connect with people. Um, and that's, you know, that I think that's been an issue in San Francisco politically just as much, even more so in other places is the that divisiveness, you know, like, like I've, I've talked about it with my family as we live out there and it, people don't really talk about politics. You know, they want to get along with their neighbors and they want to be good people to each other. And if that's going to, make us contentious towards each other we just don't talk about it and you can always you can't always find that in san francisco i've had a lot of friends who felt like they got kind of ostracized because they don't they don't follow that hard and fast left line and uh
13: yeah. I do I definitely do feel there is a purple party. There there, there should be. I already someone already bought the domain, otherwise I would've gone it. But...
0: Well I'm I'm more I'm more interested in